Are you guys ready up there? Alright. Alright, quiet on the set. Welcome to Adventures in Movies. My name is Nathaniel Muir and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. You may remember me from such hot social media spots as MySpace and LiveJournal. Joining me on my ongoing adventures is the boy who would be king if he gets free hamburgers. Danny, what's up? Hey, Matt. I'm Danny. <laughs> I, I just wanted to call you a boy. <laughs> you know, a lot of people would call me a boy and especially like in our area, uh, it's usually like uh, mijo or joven. Mijo, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that usually translates to son or young man uh, or youth, depending on which way you want to look at it. <laughs> uh, let's see, son, accurate, young man, uh, man yeah. debatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a child or a man child. So uh, <laughs> let's get to it. Um, yeah. This week, past week was the big game. Uh, I got to see the Patriots win yet again, which uh, at this point, like, um, I kind of want to see him win 10 rings. I really want to see Tom Brady. Really? I, I just want to see him keep winning at this point. Like, before I was like, kind of like, oh, whatever, I don't care. But now I really want to see him win 10 rings. But anyway, that's all I want to say about the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the trailers? Uh, I. Missed the big one, which was Avengers. Right. Um, I missed, actually, that's about, that's the only one I missed. But the one I did see was, I think the best one was the Twilight Zone trailer that's going to be coming out. April 1st on April, yeah, on April Fools, Access, yeah. yeah. Which, when I noticed what was going on, I got super fucking excited. Right. First of all, like, all, all the older women were really fucking loud at this place that I was watching it. <laughs> I was watching you? it with my aunt, so and okay. so my parents were there, and I was like, this is the only place I could get free food. Right. Uh, and uh, I guess, you know, watch sports. With and, a bunch of old women, got it. Yeah, Continue. and uh, my dad With your there. tias? Yeah, my tias. <laughs> and they called me Nico. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't call me Hobie, which I guess is a good thing. I don't know why I said unfortunately. But then... Uh, yeah, like they were talking, and I just realized what was going on because it was kind of like glitching. Yeah, it was really cool. It was like the transmission was cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, it happened. Like uh, it was uh, what's this guy's name? Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. I was getting confused with he. I guess I don't even know he. I can't remember names first of all. So I think I'm bad with names. Also, I'm yeah, I have to see faces. I'm like, oh, it's that guy, and I still think I would call him Key and Peele because. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Well, that's true. But I no. call that's, I call the other guy too, Key and Peel, and I'm going to see other guy because guess what? They're both Key and Peel for me. It's like I'm an 80 year old man, right? Exactly. And, I, and just like, oh, it's that guy. Kind you of know. like uh, Hall and Oates, or is one dude? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Charlie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> but I saw the scary the scary sc- stories yeah, one scary right, stories right at I, the end. Like I think it was like after the 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 only touchdown of the game. Yeah. <laughs> like right at the end, they had that trailer and it was awesome. I, I like that one too because. Uh, well, I was growing up, fan of the book as mm. from when I was a yeah. kid, fan of this series. Uh, so seeing this movie is like super exciting. Seeing all these trailers and reveals has been really exciting. I'm really excited that Guillermo del Toro's doing this. It's yes. like a thing that he's really good at doing, and absolutely, a lot of people might not like his movies or the way that he might do some some things. Yeah, a lot of people are stupid. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth. I mean, Pan's Labyrinth is a great, like, a dark fairy tale story. It's an amazing fairy it's tale. So good. Historically, well, okay, it's not historically accurate, <laughs> but it has a historical basis. The yeah, one. I mean, yeah. so good, so yeah, good. Yeah. Did you see the Hobbs and Shaw trailer? You know what? Uh, so I follow one of the stars that comes out in this uh, film. Uh, her name is Ezia Gonzalez. Right. right she right. was in Baby Driver. Yes. Uh, so she was kind of promoted now already. Right. And I saw some clips, but I haven't seen anything like with volume. Right. You got anything meaty. No, no. Like, I mean, with volume, like you actually have it with your volume. Oh, literal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. thinking like volume. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, no, like, but yeah. So I think, and again, like, because of my situation where I was at the Super Bowl, not the Super Bowl, Super Bowl watch party. Right. Uh, I didn't really get to hear a lot of these trailers, and if there were trailers, everybody right. was just fucking talking or laughing or making a joke out of it. Right. So right, right. I didn't really get to enjoy it, and if anything, I was. And more you missed annoyed. out. Like, yeah, I, I'm not a Fast and Furious fan. Not that I hate them. I just it's not my type of thing, so I've never watched them. Mm-hmm. But this Hobbs and Shaw trailer does what a trailer is supposed to do. It made yeah. me want to see it because it's so ridiculous it looks stupid it looks really stupid yeah but it's so idris elba running down the side of a building a skyscraper no way (laughs) fucking awesome because i saw him but i didn't i guess i didn't like pay attention to the rest of the trailer right right maybe because it's also a fast and furious yeah you kind of turn your brain off but that's what you do when you watch a fast and furious movie like i'm not you haven't seen one uh, I've seen Tokyo Drift, which I've heard is the worst one. And people have told me that the last one's really funny. Like, The Rock, like, uh, I think he collapses a building just by stomping his foot or something. <laughs> like, something awesome I like that. I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, but I saw, I think, the fifth one. It still had Paul Walker in it. So I guess I'll sure. have Paul Walker. You know what? Actually, I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a liar because on the USA Network, I used to watch uh, Raw. And before Raw was on, they would always be showing that Fast and the Furious, one of the movies. Yeah. And it ended with them, like, at a barbecue. And that Ludacris was there. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, one of these last ones that came yeah. out. I remember because I saw that one. I've and... seen that scene oh, okay. at least 22 times. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is, uh, I, like, uh, Jason Statham and The Rock have a really good chemistry. Right. And they're always, like, at odds at each other. I don't know the fucking plot of these I, movies. I, I think I do know. Jason Statham... He shows up at the end of one of the movies. He's like an internationally renowned mm-hmm. car thief. The Rock is an FBI, FBI agent, agent. Yeah. so they're opposed. It's like cats and dogs and yin and yang. Yeah, and oh, I was gonna say something <laughs> about Trump because Trump's coming to our fair city, so he's been <laughs> in my mind a lot. But <laughs> continue. <laughs> yeah, so I think I saw the one with Charlize Theron too because she's in one. Yeah. It's uh, the yeah. last one where I think it is the last one then where they just like try to break up the whole family. It's what? ridiculous, and there's like I think like snowmobile. 
I don't really remember much. I just remember thinking this is a ridiculous <laughs> movie. Yeah. And Charlie Theron is in it, and I will enjoy anything that she's in it. She's really good. I was actually thinking about Atomic Blonde today for... I, I have no idea why I was thinking about Atomic Blonde, but that was a really awesome movie, and she's a very good yeah, actress. Yeah, she was really, really good in it. Yeah. Speaking of good actresses, or actresses in general, we have some house cleaning to do. Yes. Ghostbusters 2016. I promised that I would see it, and I watched it maybe a day or two, two days maybe after we recorded. I watched it. So here's my thoughts on the movie. Everyone who told me that it's funny, absolutely correct. Really funny movie. Um, Melissa McCarthy, she puts in an awesome performance. Like straight up, her performance is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's funny or whatever, but I mean, performance, acting wise, straight up performance. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, it's a little bit flawed. There's like, um, after what happens, the the guy who, there's the well, I guess we can give spoilers because yeah. there's not going to be a sequel, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Um, there's the guy. Also, well, let's, let's talk about the spoilers. I think we were able to talk about spoilers on here because I mean that's what we do, right? We we first of all, you write reviews. We talk about I uh, spoiler free reviews, right? But either way, you still a review is a spoiler. Not really, it's an opinion. Still, if you're still giving up plot points and everything throughout the movie. Uh, it's a good point because I do not read reviews until I've seen a movie. Yeah, so, so maybe, I, but I don't like to talk like specific moments. Uh, plot points I don't really get into, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I, I maybe like I'll say a moment happens, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. So is that a spoiler? I, I don't know. I still, I still think so because yeah? you're 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 saying a moment happens. It's right. spoiling it's, something. It's that a version happen. of a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah okay. So I, I can. I think reviews. If, especially because we're on a review site and everything like that. Yeah. We're going to give you spoilers. Okay. Mild spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, spoiler alert. Okay. If so, you haven't seen this movie. So, major to cataclysmic spoilers. Here. <laughs> uh, T3, um, no, was it P level? Is that what it is with the different kinds of ghosts? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, this would be like P, P4 level spoilers. <laughs> now, um, so it's really funny. There is a huge, huge plot hole, I think. Um, after the big bad, he kills himself, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then they fake arrest the Ghostbusters, yeah. which is different from the first one, because in this movie, they the city's kind of cooperating, kind of, yeah. sort of. Um, so they fake arrest the Ghostbusters, and then it's really weird, because Melissa McCarthy gets possessed, and Kirsten Wig mm-hmm. isn't with them. And then, like, it goes into the, 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 the climax. Yeah. And she's there, and everyone's like, hey, welcome back. But they never really explained where she went. They show her in a hotel. She has a confrontation at the restaurant with the right. mayor and um, uh, Cecilia Strong from yeah. – uh, Cecilia Strong from – but they don't – it's – I think she quit the Ghostbusters. Yeah, she did. But she they don't say it in the movie. Yeah, they do. They, they don't. They I, do not. They absolutely do not. I just watched this. I feel like – They did it. And Regina has seen it multiple times. Uh-huh. Just to find that part. Really? It doesn't it happen. Doesn't, now, there was... it did make me want to see the extended cut. Except... Oh, there's an extended cut. Except the regular cut is already about two hours. Yeah. I don't think I want to see <laughs> And this is... And there's going to be uh, spoilers for what we're going to be talking about. Right. Uh, earlier or later on on the show. But uh, I think two hours is too much. Like sometimes, like it has to be like because this is a summer blockbuster. That's the thing. Speaking of which, Avengers Endgame is rumored three hours with an intermission. 
which is ridiculous because I've seen four-hour movies with no intermission. Just saying, I'm better than most people. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I used to grow, when I was growing up, I would get uh, go to the theater, and movies like Hercules doesn't have a uh, intermission. We would get intermissions, so we right. go to the lobby and get our sandwiches. Uh, also, this was in Juarez. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, right, right. That was the first time I had a sandwich at the movie theater, and that was insane. And right, I just right, sneak right. it in. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but no, no, like we're talking about this other thing. I actually forgot what we're Okay, then I will say this. Yeah. Inland Empire by David Lynch. Yeah. Four hours oh, with about half of it in Polish. Yeah. No intermission. So you pussies who need an intermission for Endgame? <laughs> No intermission. It's <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be fine. But no, that's what the thing was like. I think two yeah. hours can be a long for movies. Yes, yeah, I yeah, and especially if you're not enjoying it, then you know that's gonna be a ride. And like, this one's an enjoyable one. I think I found yeah. it very enjoyable. Um, forgetting flaws, maybe she did quit and I missed it, or mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like maybe it's not the perfect movie, but it's funny. It's it's a very funny movie. But our discussion last week was on Leslie Jones's rant. Mm-hmm. So I understand now. I I, I, re- I said last week that I understand why she was upset because she was targeted, and it makes sense if you make a potentially big move, big blockbuster movie, you would be upset if there's not a sequel for it. Just on that level, when I saw this movie, uh, when I saw Ghostbusters twenty sixteen, uh, I saw the after credits scene. They obviously had a sequel planned in mind, obviously. And they probably told her, well, she's the one who says, who's Zool? So, obviously, like, so I even understood more the frustration. Now, that being said, um, I don't think that... Okay, she said it's a dick move. I don't think it was a dick move. I think that sequels are only made when the audience wants the sequel. They did not want this. Like, I cash grab... uh, you mentioned that. Well, yeah. I'll address your, what you had mentioned last week. But um, I don't think it's a dick move. I think they're making a movie that best caters to the audience before they ever announced any cast. for any, before When Ghostbusters 3 was a pipe dream, everyone was wanting a, a, a true sequel to the... They didn't want a reboot. And people have talked about reboots. Mm-hmm. No one wanted a reboot. They wanted a true sequel. So, um, Leslie Jones, yeah, she should be upset for all the reasons that we talked about last week, but also because they probably told her there's going to be multiple sequels for this movie. And I think the whole thing, like, that proper sequels information, like, thing that people were talking about, because Avatar. Right. You know, um, or I'm sorry, The Last Airbender, not Avatar. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry, I have to, like, do that. Some, some very <laughs> special effects laden movie. <laughs> So the thing is, is that like actually both of her are very <laughs> special effects. Yeah, yeah. So like Last Airbender, you know, this is a, a movie that came out and it tanked, but and it was already like rumored to have not rumored. It was actually said that you're gonna get a trilogy. Yeah, it was supposed to be a trilogy, and it just bombed, and it completely like that was it. That was like they pulled the plug, man. But you know, Shyamalan said it was like you know what, you're still gonna get the other two. Is it's not like right. there's no people clamoring for it, especially if he's behind the helm. Yeah, well, you never know with this recent well, yeah, trilogy. Well, yeah, true, yeah. Um, and, but, you know, you're going to get Netflix, Airbender, and so that's going to be a thing, and then you got, like, right. a- on the opposite side, Avatar. Yeah, uh, which, which has two and three are 
in the can, in the or just can, about to. Yeah, yeah. And he's saying four through six, or what yeah, he wants so to do. Th- to me, those are trailers that I'm not asking, or I'm sorry, not trailers, but sequels. sequels that I'm not right. asking for. But then again, I'm not the audience like that. Like, right. When I went to go see it, yeah, I was, I was like very under the influence of like this is going to be great, and there was some like in a techn- uh, technological aspect, it's great. Like yeah, one day we'll, when the Avatar, I mean yeah, when the Avatar sequel comes out, whenever that may be, mm-hmm. we can talk about how uh, it hasn't aged well. Not not because it's a bad movie, but because what carried it was its. Mm-hmm amazing special effects yeah. but looking back on it and i admittedly i haven't watched it since the first time and i saw it in theaters in 3d and yeah. that was amazing yeah that was yeah exactly. but thinking back on it i don't think it's aged well i don't think it's aged well either and it's a, isn't it like a pocahontas story in a way yeah i, I never liked the story i never cared for okay. the story i i just thought that it looked really yeah. cool also sigourney weaver as a bad guy is my favorite thing yeah, because she, yeah, she's awesome as a bad guy. Cause just because she's a good character, which takes us back to Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I want to address some of the things that you said last uh-huh. week. Um, okay, first of all, you said they deserve a sequel because they're hardworking. The actors. You said these hardworking women deserve it. That's not the case. Uh, I don't bemoan millionaires working hard. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, they wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire if you didn't pay their appearance fee. I mean, that's just right. the way that it goes. Um, Truth or Dare, I'm sure they worked hard on that movie. I don't want a Truth or Dare sequel. But forgetting all that, you said Ghostbusters 2016 is funnier than Ghostbusters 2. And you said it's funnier than the original Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, the original one, is a classic. Right. And this is the reason why I still say it's so funnier because there. Ghostbusters 84 has yeah, the one-liners. Has, it has so much more than... I don't know why you're stuck on this one-liners Because it, like, the, a lot of things, like, you know, this man has no dick. It's true. Like, cats and dogs living together. When all these things... Their one-liners are quotable. And, yes, this is a movie that I grew up on, and there is right. nostalgia base on it. But I think Ghostbusters 2016 is, like, in every sense of it, funny. But, like, it has... Slapstick stuff. It has different. So does things Ghostbusters eighty five or eighty four. It does. Rick sure. Moranis is complete slapstick. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like these, but I'm saying the went like this whole film is in the like, like you know how I said volume. Like I mean it in the truest sense. Like where it is. Okay, so funny. we have Chris Hemsworth, who's hilarious, but in that random kind of. Oh, the he won't. He's trying to answer the telephone in the fish in the in the fish tank. That that's what I'm saying. It's like it's that's it, it's because it's playing for its different like that's low hanging fruit. So did, so the Ghostbusters. I don't know if it, Ghostbusters was playing for like definitely because for kids. It, was, it did it did because little kids love the Ghostbusters. And I know this is like my six year old nephew loves Ghostbusters, not 2016. Uh, I don't know if he's even seen it. He loves the original Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gets maybe, I don't know, 20, 30% of the jokes. And he likes Slimer. Like, that's yeah. about it. Well, let's jump on that really quick. How did Slimer become the, like, the theme? Like the, the... Because of the cartoon. Is it because of the cartoon? I think because so. Of... Also, what I didn't like about Ghostbusters 2016, the Slimer family. I, I thought that was adorable. <laughs> there, there's a thing that I, I honestly, I was like, why, are, like, why are we hearkening on these nostalgic things from the the other two movies? Like, I was like, I see right. what you're trying to do. Like, you know, 
They were forced, huh? Except Bill Murray's was kind of natural. Dan Aykroyd in the cab, silly. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver in the credits. Don't yeah. even have her. Yeah. <laughs> those, are things, those are things that I was like, okay. Um, there's things. I mean, I'm not saying it's a, the perfect movie or anything like that. Right. No, no. I, um, yeah, it's, no. It, for, the, for the movie that came out and what people were talking about, it was a lot better. And like. It was. It exceeded expectations to the trailers like we talked about last yeah, week. Yeah. Not yeah. Yeah. So, like, and that's the thing, like, going back to reviews, word of mouth is very, Powerful. very... Yeah, exactly. And then... Right. And this is the thing I think that I kind of wanted to go on is, like, yeah, we review these things. Yeah, we're going to recommend you to see these things, but don't take our word for it. We want you to have fun as well. Like, right. Go out and do this... or. Or see the thing. Oh, we'll, we'll talk shit. Yeah, also. yeah, we'll talk shit about it. If we hated it, we're not we're not gonna just sugarcoat shit either. Yeah, we're gonna like fucking like tell you the truth. That's where well, that's our thing. We'll come across the movie. Yeah, that, uh, we'll we'll come across two twenty nineteen's Truth or Dare eventually. <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk see, and, about it. See, and like you're gonna see so many different things. I know this is only the fourth episode that we should have given you like our mission statements into the first episode, but right. I think these are things that you're going to start listening and we're going to like start noticing ourselves too because yes. we've seen movies together where we're outside the movie theater for like an hour. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We've seen movies that are good, bad, and indifferent. Obviously indifferent, we don't really care, but good and yeah. bad, we will talk, well, hour and a half movie, but we'll be at the theater for yeah. three, three and a half hours. Yeah, now. yeah. So, I mean, I'm very glad that you finally watched this. I am uh, too. I am too. And, uh, I'm gonna see if I could make you see more terrible movies. It's not terrible. That's the thing. Double no. Dragon was terrible. <laughs> That's true. Well, I, and I guess like terrible. Like, in, is there or, over? I don't think it's overall. No, 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 like an over, like the overarching formal, overall opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like if you heard like a terrible tomato thing, meter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you heard like a terrible like a review on it or whatever. Right, right. I got you. Let's watch it. <laughs> like Serenity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like I was like I heard about it. I was like I like Matthew McConaughey. I like Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. And Serenity has been uh, uh lamb basted. Is that yeah? It? It's been savaged by yeah. critics, and there's actually a different take on it on yeah. our website. So uh, Davis Pittman wrote an article about <laughs> it, and he thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, or maybe he's just showing everybody. And <laughs> yeah, he's one of those. <laughs> um, on that note, we uh, let's take a break. Yeah, let's we'll take a break. Yo, Simpson, give us your lunch money. Mm, I don't think so. In fact, why don't you give me your lunch money? Well, who's going to make us? That golem? No, my goal? Yes, him. Okay, so we're back to talk about the movies that we just, well, just movies that we that we saw this past week. Um, I saw Ghostbusters 2016, and I think, if you've never seen it, and you're thinking of seeing it, I think you should. Uh, I think if you like the the series, I think you should see it just to kind of get a, a different take on the originals, and also to see what all the hubbub is about. Yeah, <laughs> if you haven't, seen if you that. haven't, uh, I also saw Spider Verse um, again with my godson. Uh, he loved it, and you know what I liked about the movie? It wasn't like if you take a six year old to see an animated Spider Man movie, chances are they're gonna like it. He got the emotional beats of it like he there was parts where he was like in near tears right um when the movie was over he said 
I was sad, but now I'm very happy. <laughs> he was cheering for Miles Morales. And I thought that was so cool. Because I was like, I wonder how he's going to take, like, cause it's weird. It's like, oh, I thought Peter Parker was Spider-Man. And as a little kid, I don't know if he would understand, understand how it all. It. But he was cheering for him. He was so happy That's for Miles. Really cool. I thought it was super cool. Because I... I didn't know if he would understand and yeah. be like, why are, why is there so many Spider-Man? Yeah. Like, what, what's going on here? He was, he was really into Miles Morales. <laughs> One of the things that I like about Spider-Verse is actually the most comic booky thing ever. The multiverse. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, cause you get all your, uh, Duke Sex mechanisms. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you, you get so many things, like, cause I was, well, you just said it right now, like, I thought Peter Parker was Spider-Man. So right. when I was growing up, I still thought uh, Dick Grayson was Robin. Robin. Right. And by that time, you know, oh. Jason Todd came through and got killed. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> and then we got Tim Drake, you know, and then for the longest time, I didn't know that Tim Drake. I mean, so, you know, I lived most of my 90s. Right. Or my 90s. Jesus. The 90s. Yeah. Knowing or only knowing that, you know. Dick was Robin. Right, right, right. And I didn't know, like, a multiverse existed. Right. And I was a dumb kid. But, like, these, well, like... No, it's really complicated. <laughs> no, yeah, but I mean, like, but Spider-Verse is introducing that to a lot of people. Yeah. And it's funny, because I think as comic book fans, for sure, and maybe just, maybe movie fans, I don't know, maybe mm -hmm. fans like fantasy, but you kind of take a multiverse mm -hmm. and cross-dimensional traveling you kind of take it for granted that it is a little complicated oh, no, yeah for sure like timeline or the time machine yeah exactly and then if you've seen like back to the future movies yeah. and we have doctor who and yeah. um avengers i'm that may involve time travel and the fact that people are just casually throwing <laughs> out that as a very plausible theory shows how much we take it for granted but um, I mean, we've talked about it before, but Spider-Verse is an easy recommendation. Yeah. But one thing that I've been watching for a few months now, since December, when you and I yeah. saw the first two episodes of it at the Alamo, is True Detective. True Detective, season one was, I'd say, universally acclaimed. Season two has its fans, it has its detractors. Season three, I'd say, it's subjective, it, maybe not as strong as season one. But it does go back to the um, non-linearity. Not, is that even a word? It's not. As, it's not. It's non-linear. <laughs> it's three different eras. It's a very engaging mystery. Very engaging mystery. It is. I really enjoy it. It also reminds me of this podcast that I always get the like the title wrong. Is it Adventures in Pot Taste? No, I wish <laughs> it was that. It's a uh, called like Bear Creek or something like that. It's right. from New Hampshire. So, you know, if you're on, out on the East Coast out there, it's a New Hampshire public radio show. Okay. Like eight episodes. Uh, I binged it all. It's really, really good because it ties to the West Coast. Right, right. And it's just a different way that, well, actually, like, it changed the way that we look at murder mysteries now. Right. Because like, uh, these two kids disappeared or in the 80s. They found an extra body in the 90s, and oh, then wow. they broke the case last year. <laughs> How crazy. So it's like when I'm like going through True Detective, like watching it, I'm right. just like, hey, I'm like, oh, wait, this didn't happen because this is actually 
1990. <laughs> it's a fictional story. <laughs> and well, it's that too. Yeah. And, um, one thing that I like about True Detective, and there's so many good things about it. I mean, the acting is amazing. Yeah. The acting is really good. Uh, the mystery is engaging. But the way that they transition between time periods, sometimes it looks like someone is remembering their past. Yeah. Sometimes it looks like they're remembering their future. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it, they're like flash forwards. Um, and then there's a, it, there's themes of uh, memory. So you have unreliable yeah. narrator is kind of thrown in there. Uh, it, trust issues, friendship, touches on racism. It starts now more recently. It's yeah. been touching on racism and it was subtle in the beginning, but now it's really getting, it's action packed. It has, yeah. but it's not this constant action. It, it'll have this one scene every episode that's just like incredibly action packed, intense. Yeah, I I think they're trying to do the same, like mix the best and worst of seasons one and two, right, into season three. Yes, and yes. I really dig that a lot, and I do think uh, here's uh, my hot take, and I really do like this one a little bit more than season one. I can but, see that. I can see that. But just because of the events that are that I've already heard uh, in this oh. podcast, <laughs> in this podcast, and that's what makes this ep- like this season for me very intriguing. And right. I think it's the more the most true crimeish of oh yeah all of them. for sure because the first season is incredibly philosophical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, second season, I know you're you like the second yeah, season. I'm not a huge fan of the second season. It, it's a, a political like fuck over. Yeah, it it's is. It is fucking insane. Like you know, a dominant. Uh, what's it called? The uh, domain, or you know, where, where the government could take over your own land. Oh yeah, like martial law type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Saying. So it's fucking cool. And then this one is like. There's a lot of, it's like conspiracy theories that are kind of. It's starting to dig into that, like so, with the state government. Like, yeah, yeah, it's so fucking cool. So, yeah, like this is to me, I'm just like, I'm, I'm up for it. I absolutely. Would, like, I recommend this. If you, I, I, yeah, if you're a true detective fan, then for sure yeah. watch it. If you like police procedurals, then it's, it's a good watch. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different. It's not law and order. Yeah. It ain't going to get wrapped up in an hour and it moves at a slower pace. But it's a very engaging. If you just like the mystery, it's a yeah. very engaging mystery. Um, this isn't a spoiler because this is on the description of it. It, it involves the the uh, disappearance of two children yeah. in nine, in the eighties. So it's super interesting. It takes place over the course of pretty much a lifetime. Yeah, and it's a very interesting watch. Uh, if you like HBO shows, yeah. and this is another fine one that yeah. you can add to their collection. I think I'm recommending this season more than the first two. Like. Uh... My mom was a huge fan of Stranger Things, and I'm like, hey, if you like that, you might enjoy this. It's an anthology show, so you just watch right. this third season, and tell me what you think. She hasn't seen it yet, but it's, I think it's harder for her to understand how to get to HBO. <laughs> <laughs> Not wanting to watch the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that that is a, a good recommendation on your part, and I'm just jumping. And to I, now... I, it's, yeah, because I make good recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you have to recommend? You know, I've been having a really busy week, uh, so I haven't really had a chance to really watch a lot. Uh, there is right. uh, the movie that we're going to talk about later today, or later yes. in the, the show. You can say it, The Golem. The Golem. Yeah. It's not my recommendation, <laughs> but um, I watched that, so now right. I'm eight movies into the year. <laughs> Already, yeah. So it's kind of been a slow year. 
January and February are really slow. Compared to last year, I think I've already like matched that. Like I passed uh, January, I surpassed it for sure. Twenty seven. I think last year I for sure saw Insidious. I think that was last year. I saw that, and I think Upgrade might have come out in February. Maybe no. Upgrade was like later in the year. Okay, then I didn't see anything in February. I don't think. I don't think I. February. Yeah, we did. Oh, Death of Stalin. Death of Stalin. Yeah, Black Panther. Was that last year too? Yeah. Oh well, yeah, Oscars are coming out. Yeah. So I saw. So that. yeah, we saw like a lot. Like in like I could bring up my list, and I'm like, oh, these are the times. Oh. Yeah, this has been a slow year. Well, we are going to be seeing Happy Death Day to, to you, you. Yeah. next week, which yeah. I'm really looking forward to. Um, we didn't see piercing last week because I know uh, oh, yeah. some, something came up and you can go. I actually passed out. What? And I was so exhausted from from life yeah i just passed out so i ended up not going to see oh, it oh no yeah thankfully the tickets were free so yeah you know okay. whatever but uh yeah um i didn't see pierce but i will see happy death day to you yeah but you had a recommendation that has nothing to do with groundhogs or death yeah, or I or know. texting so i i forgot i used to do this uh marathon i would call it my groundhog day marathon so i would watch right. groundhog day watch pick a bunch of fucking movies that i wanted to watch that day right. and then ended with groundhog day oh cool cool and i completely forgot it was groundhog day so this is my first year i haven't done groundhog day oh, so, man. so it's kind of like shitty but whatever uh yeah so i've been playing kingdom hearts and i got to a world so spoiler here uh it's based on the tang- uh, tangled movie right starring mandy moore and zachary levi and I just rem- remembered, I think, not a lot of people watch this movie, and I remember enjoying this movie. Right. Because this is that we have, like, Frozen and Big Hero 6 and Zootopia is because of Tangled. So Tangled came out in 2010. And Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm a, I have a huge crush on Mandy Moore. <laughs> so I watch all her terrible movies and her shows that make you cry. And uh, is she the one who gave birth in a Walmart? Is no, that that's her? Natalie Portman. Oh yeah, yeah. She's Sweet Home <laughs> Alabama. No, that was Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. So like Mandy know. Moore. Stop the yard. I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Saved. Um, she's in Princess Diary. Uh, Princess Diary. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm thinking of the Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, anyway, yeah, so like this is one of those movies that I watched and I really enjoyed it a lot. And right. going through this game, I was like, oh man, this, there's so, so many cool parts in this movie right. that didn't use in the game. And that oh. really disappointed to me because there's like character. Well, I mean, it's a fucking Disney movie, so there is right, character right. growth. But like on the the hero that's in danger is or the you know the you know the princess that's always in danger well the hero here is the one that's going to be in danger because it flips the right. script yes i remember that i remember so that. and that's what like you know and that's one of the major arcs in frozen like you know the flip right. the script there's like yes it's a bad guy and it's the sister love and right you know and it's really it's a really fun movie like if you haven't seen this movie or you haven't played kingdom hearts i think that's my recommendation. Like, watch Tangled because uh, everybody enjoys a good Disney movie, and I think this is one of them. And it's totally underrated. It it is underrated. I agree with you. It's a it's it's a good one. It's worth. It's definitely worth seeing. Not just kind mm-hmm. of like eh, if you have free time, like yeah, you should see it. It's, should, it's, yeah. it's a good one. 
Um, one thing I did want to mention before we uh, take another break here is um, I saw Tag. Oh yeah, yeah, Tag. I I really enjoyed that movie. It it it's it's silly fun. Like after you watch um, uh, serious movies or dramas or uh, there's gonna be a lot of rom coms and so if you just need something just to have on and not think too hard and just laugh, it's the perfect movie. Except it's way too long. Not way too long. It goes on a little too yeah. long. Because it's, it's premises, guys of all their lives, they meet one month out of the year and play tag. That's it. Yeah. And that's how they keep their friendship yeah. going. It's a cool premise. It's really straight and to the point. It doesn't have to be much deeper than that. And it doesn't get deeper than that. Yeah. It just goes on for too long. And I think it's the end where it, it starts to do the drag a, a lot and... Uh... I know you told me that off camera, oh, off camera, off mic, and a friend of ours also said it. This just ran a little bit too long. I think the curiosity for me was like, how is this based on a true story? And it tells you, yeah, right at the end of the movie, and you see these grown men. Also, this movie's rated R. Yeah, well, there is, uh, there's a lot of cussing in it. Is there a lot of cussing? There's a lot, a lot of, of cussing. Is that why it's rated R? It's, it's um, Ron Howard's daughter. Uh, oh, um, uh, I always forget her name. Rebel also, Wilson. Rebel. It's also another <laughs> Rebel Howard, Rebel, not Rebel. Was, uh, um, <laughs> it's because she has a she has a she has a movie coming out. Uh, a Rebel, Howard. yeah, yeah. Because she, she's she's constantly like, let's fucking get them and fuck this, yeah. and fuck you. So I think it's rated hard, hard just because of her, because of her. She is no nudity a, though. No, no. Yeah, like I thought, there was like a like a. There's a hand job in it. There's a hand job. There might be it. There's a lot of. Um, there might be a lot of dick jokes in it. There's a lot of cussing. I don't yeah. remember dick jokes. It, it, you know what? Take out the cuss words. You can easily show this on TV. Oh yeah, because, just put yeah. like a mother flipper on there, and you're good. Yeah, it's like a. It's almost a family comedy. <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed it. The only one that seemed out of place in the whole movie was Hannibal Burris. Which one did he play? Who's Hannibal Burris? I don't know. He's a black comedian. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't like his character, because it was supposed to be, like, you know, the guy who tells random jokes and says yeah. random things, and I hate that type of comedy. Yeah. And that's why, going into a totally another me, that's why I like Matthew Rosenberg, because he doesn't use the random comedy, but oh, he yeah. doesn't use the traditional setup punchline, yeah. now you laugh kind of comedy. It's jokes that make sense, yeah. and, and they're funny. I'm not one of those guys that are like, oh, watching that movie is like giving birth to a tequila wrapped in a in a chihuahua. Yeah, ah! yeah, yeah. Like, That's also a terrible joke, and I don't know why you said that. I actually read a review that said, uh, a positive review for an image comic that said it was like a chihuahua wrapped in a taco while drinking orange juice. So it was something to that effect. So I, I would not make that up because I hate that kind of humor. I really don't like that. Like, I, I, this is a reason <laughs> why I don't. And people think it's funny. Yeah. I guess. Fucking internet. I, I, Another yeah, reason. Fucking internet. <laughs> uh, people, people nowadays, they don't think. They just say random <laughs> shit and it's supposed to be funny. You should really read his tales of suspense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that has, like. Wrong. Uh, yeah, wrong. wrong, wrong. wrong we're, yeah. we're done with yeah, Matthew yeah. Rosenberg. It's over. Yeah. Like, no. uh, he actually had a birthday not that long ago. Uh, that's nice. yeah. he, he, might, he, might, he, might, he might be leaving Twitter. So let's take a break and think about that. <laughs> Milk about creation of man.
We could use the hidden code inside the Book of Creation and create ourselves a golem. Thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate it very much. Um, sure, thank you. No, no problem. Um, my first question was, uh, I know that the, the Gollum is an old Jewish folktale, and some people may not be familiar with that, but um, what was your inspiration behind turning it into a movie, since there's been so many um, retellings of it? Yeah. So, okay, me and my brother, we, we, we co-directed this movie. We, it's a source feature film together. Uh, and we were start, when, we, we, when we start looking for our next project, we, uh, we start looking into our own Jewish mythologies and what, what we grew up on. And as Israeli kids and Israel, everybody, and Jewish kids, everybody's growing up on this, uh, Golem mythology, which is a very simple story. Like, it's, uh, uh the, the foreigners tried to kill, uh, the village, the Jewish village, and this rabbi built this, uh, clay, a creature made of clay and mud and everything, and it, and it came to life and it protected the city, the, the village. Um, so it's, the, the, the original story of the golem is very simple, but uh, when we started re researching it, uh, we realized that uh, nobody ever dealt that with this subject for as a feature film, proper feature film, for almost a hundred years. A hundred years, you can see it in television stuff and the Simpsons and stuff like that, but not a proper feature film. So we started uh, researching and developing the story into something much more dramatic, and we, it, our own take for this. Oh, okay, and you're right. I think the last one was like the early, early 20th century, like 1915 or something. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was like some a German uh, feature film. Yeah, uh, it's a feature. I think it's short, or it's like a 30 minute or 40 minutes. I don't remember exactly. It's very iconic if you can know the, the image of this golem with this hair, like half short hair, and it's a very, it's a very way. Um, Yeah, that, that, that's actually really interesting. Um, there have been lots of smaller retellings of, like on television, like you mentioned. Um, how would you yeah. say that your version differs from those versions? Okay, so I think well, what we did, we, as I said before, that the basic uh, Golem story is very simple. It's, very, it's a great story, but it's very simple. Like the, this rabbi built this creature and then it got out, out of control and it deals a lot with creating what it's like to play God and creating life. So when we start analyzing and thinking about what it's like to deal with this idea, this theme of creating life, and we, the only, the first thing that pops to our head is being a mother. What's it like to be a woman creating life? Which when you, you know, it's a trivial thing, but when you stop and think about it, it's, and we're both parents, me and my brother are, are, are fathers, and we say, okay, this is a crazy thing that to create life. And this is, in a way, this is, the, 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 this is what came us to the idea of our take for this story. Uh, to have a golem kid, not just a golem monster. And that's why I think it's much more dramatic, although it's a horror movie, it's much more a dramatic engine behind it about a couple uh, losing his kid in a tragedy, trying to overcome it and then uh, deal with the grief. And, and the circumstances made them, made the woman, uh, forces her to create this golem. Uh, in a way, it's a replacement for her dead kid. And I think that's what makes it much more interesting and much more intriguing. Yeah, definitely. I'd agree. That, that's kind of one of the things that I, I really liked about uh, your movie is that it's, it's, a, it's a classic folktale, 
but it has some like very modern sensibilities. Like it deals with gender politics a little bit. Um, was it yeah. was it difficult to place the the more modern aspects into such an old story? Uh, I, I, I don't know if it was difficult, but we wanted to deal with the the modern aspects of it because you know we are not religious Jews. We're Jews, but we're not religious people. Uh, Orthodox people, but when we look at the Orthodox society, uh, I think in almost every religious, the women are so oppressed and depressed, and so uh, they're not they don't have a lot of rights. In Israel, you can see it a lot. They're not allowed to study. They're not allowed to do a lot of stuff. So we wanted to deal with this subject, and that's why our character Hannah is a a rebellious in a way. She's a really, really real rebel, and she's going against this thing. And she, you know, she wants to study Kabbalah and Torah, so she so she, she sneaks into the synagogue and, and study because nobody nobody can tell her what to do. She, she's strong and she's powerful and I think it reflects on today's life also, obviously. Yeah, definitely. It really does a good job of like mirroring today's society. Um, you mentioned Hannah right. and, and and Benjamin. Also, both of the, the actors that you cast, they did an excellent job in those roles. Um, were they familiar yeah. with, with the Golem tale ahead of time or did you kind of have to bring them up to speed? Okay, so um, the actresses, the, the actors that that played in the movie, they're they're Amer- English speaking, but they're Israelis. So uh, originally, Hannah was born in the States. Uh, Hani Furstenberg, who plays Hannah, <coughs> and Ishai Golan, who plays Benjamin, they were born uh, outside of Israel, but they know obviously about the call. They knew it before. It's a very very known tale in in Jude- in, in Israel, and uh, whoever is Jewish, I think he knows this basic story. So uh, they that's why. It's a funny, it's a funny story, but when Honey, uh, we, we reached out to her and we wanted to do an audition and to check her out for the part, she, um, she heard it's the color and it's a horror movie and, you know, <laughs> she didn't even read anything and she just didn't care for the audition because <laughs> she didn't, didn't want to do a horror movie. But only like a week, and we were very insulted from that. <laughs> and then only a week after she read, she read the script and she said, okay, this is a dark drama. This is not a horror, the, the classic horror, gory stuff that I imagined. This is much more deep, psychological, a much more uh, compelling story than I thought. And she was, uh, she got connected to the story immediately, and we were lucky enough to have her. But, um, yeah, that, that's why I think this angle, this, it, it, obviously it's a horror movie, the Golem is a horror movie, but beneath it lies something much deeper and more dramatic. The Golem, it has lots of layers to it. It's a really deep movie of was it important for you to stay true to the like original um, story, or were you just trying to do something entirely new and just use the original as your frame? Um, we wanted to do something new. We wanted to do our own take on the golem, like, the variation, our our take for it. That's why. <clears throat> and another reason is that we didn't want to do a movie that the, that the main character is three four meters high made of clay and, and mud and, and walks around like a, you know, like a freaky creature. Right. So we didn't want to do a, a creature feature B-movie. Uh, we wanted to, again, to deal with a, a character-driven story, a dramatic story. So uh, that's another reason we came up with the kid, which has eventually we, it evolved into a big golem. But dealing with a, a golem kid is much more interesting and much more, uh, you know, um, challenging for the mind. Yeah, definitely. When I saw the title, I was expecting like the the mud clay kind of Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. ex- that's like, exactly what yeah. I thought. Um, 
are you going to be are you planning on making more horror movies or are you going to be branching out? Yeah, I mean, like, we love we love genre movies. We like the dark side. It's not specifically horror movies. Obviously, we like horror movies. But um, even our first feature film was a drama, a psychological drama. But we always like to see it as an edgy. We like to see ourselves attract more to the edgy stuff and the dark side of human nature. Um, I don't think we can. I can't imagine myself directing a romantic comedy or a softcore drama. Uh, we're always uh, more attracted to the dark stuff, and I think that's more interesting to deal with the, the you know the deepest secrets of human nature. Uh, you can call it horror, but uh, you know today horror is a very broad world word. Um, not all horror movies are just uh, gory stuff and and blood splatters on the walls. It's much more deeper than that, much more uh, intriguing and, and, and challenging to deal with a to, to make a psychological horror and the dark side and the dark ideas behind it. So yeah, we we like uh, we we would like to see ourselves continuing doing this kind of movie. Oh, great, great. Um, so nowadays, uh, okay. it's popular to make franchises. Um, this isn't going to be a franchise, is it? Because I think it's a really good standalone. Uh, first of all, who knows? Yeah, I, I mean, to, to be honest, <clears throat> we, we're not planning a sequel soon, but, but who knows? The Golem as a Golem, there's a lot of, although, even in history, by the way, the story, it's not just one story of the Golem, there are several stories about the Golem. Every few years, there was this rabbi building this creature, it's like this mythology recycled itself for quite a while. So we think, yeah, there is a chance. I don't know if you'll, you'll see Happy Meals in McDonald's with a golden figure, but <laughs> it is it's a mini It has the potential of being a mini franchise. I think uh, making making sequels or prequels or, or whatever, because it's very the, the Jewish mythology. Not that not that it's just the golem. The, the Jewish mythology has a lot of creatures, amazing creatures, and amazing stories behind it. As the Lilith, if you know the Lilith, it's, it's like a few fairy. Uh, that, you know, that kidnaps babies. There's this oh, so right. much, uh, dark mythology, not just the, the known one, the, everyone, the, the, the stuff that everyone knows. There's, when you dig deeper, like in every culture, I think, you know, every culture deals with their own demons and all. If you go to, to, uh, Scandinavia, you will see northern, northern, uh, uh, gods and, cre- and creatures. If you go to Africa, they will deal with their own boogeyman and stuff. Every culture has it. So, uh, yeah, so uh, I think in the Judaism, in the Kabbalah, there's so much uh, to deal with. So it's a very wide world. We call it the universe. So let's talk about the movie, because in the interview was mainly about uh, the tradition of the the Golem story. Yeah. Uh, and we mentioned how it was a horror movie and some of his uh, inspiration behind writing it. But what did you think, and we've both seen the movie, um, what did you think of the actual movie itself? So you know how I said it two hours is probably too long. This is the minimum for feature length movie. Yeah, it's like what one twenty two or something. Like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not very long at all. It's not that long, and I thought it was too long. Really? Yeah. Uh, wow. So, uh, go go ahead. Okay, so here are some of my uh, just top hits. Right. When the Golem actually comes out, I thought that was really fucking interesting, and yeah. I actually rewinded it. Right. So rewound. I rewound. <laughs> rewind. See, you know, language right, right, barriers. Right. Uh I had to see it again to see how it was actually done. Um unnecessary uh CGI. 
I, you know, I I didn't pay attention to the CGI. I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. Yeah. I, I don't. It nothing. I, I I didn't catch that, but because it bothered me a lot. Really, was yeah. it that was it that bad? Yeah, yeah, and I stopped caring almost immediately. Really? Yeah. So like the 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 story of the golem is really fucking cool, or the mythology of the golem is really fucking cool. Yeah. And I just went back to this graphic novel I read years ago. Right. So I was I talked about this girl last week. Okay. She was a Jewish. Golem? She was a Jewish golem, yeah. <laughs> no, she was into, like, Jewish studies. Okay. So, like, that was, like, I think, like, her minor. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she did a lot of, like, Jewish, like, uh, classes and all that stuff. And so right. she introduced me to, and I'm going to forget the name of the graphic novel now. It's, like, uh... Mouse? I, no, well, that was a, a, a thing. Actually, remember when we wanted to go see uh, Ginsburg? Spiegelman. Yeah. Spiegelman Ginsburg. Ginsburg. Uh, Ginsburg. <laughs> yes, yes, I, re- I remember. Yeah, so she Ginsburg. is the reason why we actually got to see him. Oh, talk. really? She introduced, She's like, hey, I know you like him. Right. And I was like, well, who the Like, I was like, I know, like, everybody's read fucking Mouse, but he yeah. like, did, like, uh, The Shadow of the Two, or the Two Towers. But, uh... The book is called, like, um, damn, now I can't remember what it's called, and I can't find it. That's all right. Go ahead. So, so continue on. But there is, is, it's essentially, is... it's like a, the, this, like, 1930s, like, traveling baseball team, and they get, okay. they create the golem. Essentially, he is the ringer. Right, right, right. To play for this team, and this Jewish team is, like, so bad, and with the ringer, they get really, really good. Right. And I just remember thinking to myself that was a really good story that's cool that's one of the things i like about the the golem tale is that you can use it in and it has been used in so many different ways i can't think of it off the top of my head but i know that there is a a golem like tale in the tales from the dark side the television show um i i liked the movie i I did like the golem movie don't get me wrong i didn't say i didn't like it you said you didn't care i didn't care Okay, so, so that's mean you didn't care, but you liked it. Was it was the middle of the road movie. Right. It wasn't like here nor there. Right. Like, it's like the bad times for, uh, at the El Royale for us. Okay. Yeah, so it was, was like, I thought it movie. tried to be too much of the witch, but a violent really? witch. And it was a weird mixture of the, of, of the Frank, of Frankenstein. So. Well, I, Frankenstein is directly stolen from the Golem. So. You know, that, well, yeah. well, they try to like bring in loved one or whatever. Um, right. Well, that's not the movie's fault. That's. That Mary Shelley was yeah. taking from Jewish. I didn't. I actually yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, it's the other uh, way around. But uh, you know, it's just the thing that I was like. I think at one point, I think the ending was a little bit running too long for me. And right, I, I think that's that. where I was like, I stopped caring. And there are some parts right. that I did actually just got up, and I was like, So did you care for this? We were talking about bad CGI. Mm. Uh, it's not. Overly gory, but the parts that are gory are very. So, what do you think of those shots? Like, there's the thing again. uh, If it was trying to be like the witch, right? Maybe let's not do it. But well, we have to assume that it's trying absolutely not to be like the witch. Because I I, I, I see what feel like it did. I didn't get any of that at all. Really, none at all. Like I don't. That's I'm trying to think. Like, aside from the fact that it's set in a similar time period. I don't. I didn't get anything in it. Like, there's no correlation between the two I think, at all. Also, the witch is well. Forget I, the, the witch is actually pointless to talk about because, um, <laughs> well, because I, it's two very distinctly different stories. Mm-hmm. The witch is dealing with 
um, is it real? Is it not? Right, lots right, of religious right, overtones. Right. No, yeah. Um, whereas in the golem, it's straight up like you know that it's real. It's and real. Everybody yeah. knows that it's yeah, real yeah, from yeah. the beginning. So what I liked about it was the um, it's a classic tale, and in the interview I was talking about it, but it's very modern in that it talks. Uh, it's a very powerful female character. Yeah, it deals with gender poli- politics, but it doesn't throw it in your face. But it's very clearly there yeah, yeah. the entire no, it, movie. It, and I, see, those are some parts that I I didn't like that I didn't like that I did like. Right. Um, because it was a very subtle point of it, and I think that's like because with the pacing of this movie, and this is where I think the witch kind of also plays into with the pacing of the storyline. I just because it's a horror movie no, with that kind of thing. And the thing is, is like you know, like that that was uh, the things that I was kind of picking up. I was like, why is it trying to be like this? Where it, not many movies could replicate that very well, right. that kind of thing. And this, I think, this did it. like we what we talked about last week with Reservoir Dogs. I'm almost positive that it has nothing to do with that because in the interview when we talked about inspirations, he didn't mention that at all. I think this is straight up religious. Well, you don't have, to, you don't, I don't think you have to mention it. Like, anytime you, if you've ever read an interview with a director and you're like, "Hey, what was your inspiration?" Oh well, I was watching Suspiria. Yeah. Oh, I, growing up, I really yeah. loved. Suspiria. Oh, you know, John Carpenter's a really great director. You know what, then? <laughs> I don't really care for interviews. See, I'm so like, um, maybe a snob, that I really don't try to do these kind of like um, region interviews or things like that. Right. Like somebody said, like, uh, it was for Stranger Things, and they're like, oh yeah, we were really inspired by The Last of Us. And I was like, right. I don't really see it. I don't know. I, I I don't see it either. Yeah. So and that's why, like, maybe you don't see it. Like, maybe he doesn't have to mention it. But I think. Well, that's a bad example because they specifically mentioned. Yeah, it. yeah. But whether saying, I see it or not is irrelevant. Yeah. But they they mention it. All right. Fine. <laughs> this is. Uh, I'll give you that point. Um, but I do think there is like. But that's the, I mean the whole I mean whether it maybe it was maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. we'll never know and it actually doesn't matter. Yeah. No. It doesn't, but um, this is like again like yeah but things like, that I got to notice. I didn't get that vibe from it, but what I did catch it's that I agree with you on is that um, not that I stopped caring or I, th- I I didn't think it went too long mm-hmm. at all. I thought I thought it was very well paced actually, but what I do think is that the beginning is much stronger than the opening because yeah the the beginning it's uh, very engaging. You really get this uh, like what's up with this village. Mm-hmm. You you get drawn mm-hmm. into this setting. It's very well directed. Yeah. And then there comes a point, I would say, when the golem is first introduced, that it kind of becomes a typical horror movie. That's not to say it's a yeah. bad thing, but it does become very. There's a lot of tropes. There's the the footsteps in the attic. Yeah. Uh, something really quickly runs in front of the camera. Yeah. Um, comes a little become. It does become a little more gory at that point. Let's see, I don't think I really mind it too much. The gore. I just wish it wasn't like CGI blood. Yeah, I I was thinking about that when I now that you mentioned, it, I yeah. was thinking about it. I, I thought it looked impressive, but it did kind of look weird. Mm-hmm. But I mean, overall, the movie I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Um, it's this is the first movie to be released on. Uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the horror website. Um, Dread Dread Central. Central. Thank you very much. Right there, they have a line of movies. Uh, it used to be called Dread Central Presents, but now it's just Dread. Dread. And this is the first movie released on there, and. 
um, as a first movie, um, I think this is this is a very good foot to start off on. I think. Yeah, I I really do think so. I do agree with that. Like, I mean, if you're gonna start off with Truth or Dare, Truth or Dare, yeah, Aquaman. No. <laughs> yeah, it's coming Spec- out. It's coming out in a month on digital. I, I and that'd be a weird movie to start with on, for a <laughs> horror website. <laughs> yeah, no, but I I I think like the Dread Central. If you haven't been on the internet for like the last. They've been out like they've been around since like 2006. Doing this, like doing the thing that you love, like you know, right. like yeah, go and fucking it's do cool. it. And it's... they're doing this, the thing that they love. Yeah, and it's fucking props to them. And this is a thing like that's right. out there, and people are enjoying it. I know people are enjoying it. Oh, absolutely! If they can get the funding to to set up a line of movies and to mm-hmm. work with a. Um, uh, maybe not a major motion picture studio, but they're working with a, an yeah. outside yeah. movie studio, yeah. and this has, it has nothing to do with them. They've contracted. I, I imagine they contracted this movie. There's some sort of agreement, mm-hmm. and you're right. That's awesome that yeah. they're doing. That's no, really and I, cool. I think uh, we were talking about it, and I remember I was just like, "Wait, hold on," and I just remember like googling it, and I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah!" Like, right? Because uh, it's just, cool. Because uh, yeah. I mean, easiest yeah. way to put it is. Uh, there ain't no IGN presents. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. And they, they can afford to do it if they want yeah. to. So kudos to Dread Central on yeah. that. And uh, I enjoyed the movie. You thought it was, eh, yeah. it, it was there. Yeah. It didn't offend you. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if, like if we had like the, like for going to the recommendations that we just <laughs> did, uh, I'd say if it's on TV, if you want to rent it, because I think it's on video on demand. It is on, yeah, video yeah. on demand, yes. Uh, you know, it's actually going to be showing at the Alamo. Oh, is it? Yeah, not in El Paso, but but uh, if you're yeah, Austin? check it out. I know in Richard Richardson in Texas, Richard, okay. right? I know, I know it's going to be yeah. showing there. So there you go. Like, go out there, do a thing this weekend. Go watch this movie. That, yeah, I would still say go watch it. It's worth the watch. Yeah, it is. So, uh, gonna do a break, or are we gonna yeah. do our oh, oh feature oh. comments? See how lazy I am. I was like, break. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, so um, I do want to, before we get into the Twitter poll that we ran this week, I want to give a shout out to um, the Crypt of Horrors. He can be found on Twitter at I, like eyeball, um, 636. But he had some really interesting comments about the Captain Marvel article comparing it to Ghostbusters. Um, I don't necessarily agree with them, but I mean, it's food for thought. Um, We had a Twitter poll this past week. And it was about something you and I talked about earlier. It was actually about what people thought the best Super Bowl trailer was. Um, I put down Marvel Goodness as one of them. I put Hobbs and Shaw down as the other one. And then my third listed pick was Twilight Zone. And then there was a section for other. So the results of the poll really surprised me. Uh, Who do you think would have won that? Well, I actually voted on that one, and I did. Oh, uh, boo! Did you see the results? No, I didn't. Okay, so I had a busy week. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so the results of the poll were the Marvel goodness one, which I actually thought was going to win because the Endgame trailer. I know you didn't see it. Mm-hmm. It was um, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Captain Marvel one didn't really show anything, but that actually got the least amount of votes. Okay. Uh, Twilight Zone 
one very, very close. Really? Uh, Other and MCU goodness were both the same. Okay. Uh, Hobson Shaw was actually the same. Really? One. So, I'm telling you, people love their fucking Fast and the Furious I, movies. As trailers go, like, the idea of a trailer is to make you want to watch yeah. something. Uh, whether you're, you know, you wanted to see it already, or uh, it doesn't matter, but yeah. it's to get those people, to make you want to see it. Yeah. And I totally wanted to see the movie after I saw that trailer. Yeah. So, yeah. I, those people who voted for it, I'm totally on board with. The Twilight Zone one, I actually like the Handmaid's Tale one the best. But, um, I did not see that. It is so good. Yeah. It is so good. That one actually had two trailers, but, okay, here's the thing to movie people. Uh, there was four scary stories to tell in the dark trailers. But the Super Bowl has like a 22 hour pregame show or something. <laughs> they were shown during that. I'm not going to watch any part of the pregame show. I usually do, but I, this, I'm telling you, this, this week has been like this, the weirdest. It's a pregame show. <laughs> You'll be surprised because I want to know what these players are thinking. You want to know what Tom Brady cooks, uh, yeah. during the offseason? Yeah. yeah. Did you see the NFL commercial with him? Where he takes all his rings off of one hand. That was that was that was actually pretty good. That might have been my favorite commercial. Yeah, I thought that was actually uh, really really good. I hated the Robo Child commercial. Oh and yeah, was that a that was a tax commercial? Tax one, right? commercial, yeah. I, the commercials I hate the most are the ones that are about something random, and then that's the end. They just throw out their yeah, logo. Yeah, it's like, well, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna remember the Robo Child, but not the product. And isn't it? Isn't that the idea? Is to remember the yeah. product. Which is why this Hobbs and Shaw trailer did so well. <laughs> because I totally remember it. It was so good. Um, so I'm going to think about the trailer, get a suit of Even water, more. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Now it's time for ice cream. Or maybe some nuts. A cool glass of orange. Why not try a hot dog? Or the real thing, a cool, refreshing Coca-Cola. From the sales staff and in the foyer, now. Trailers, trailers, trailers. That's all we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> For a guy few, that doesn't see trailers, we talk about trailers all this episode. All the time. And the, yeah. the past few weeks, we've talked about how Danny doesn't see trailers. He's a movie fan. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want his expectations built up. He doesn't want his hopes to be dashed aside by these trailers. However, there's a flip side to not seeing trailers, right? Yeah, I, I think with Golem, like we're gonna be on this topic for a good portion of it. Um, I wish I saw a trailer for it, really, so I could know a little bit more about it. Uh, I feel like my opinion would would have been a little bit more solidified with it okay um and sometimes you know when you're gonna go watch a movie you don't you're going in fucking blank right it could hurt hurt you watching this movie where yeah you have no expectations and uh i think coming out of out of this movie kind of hurt that because i was just like oh i don't know anything about this movie i just know that it's done by dread central Right. And we're going to be talking about it. And I need to watch before Thursday. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, you know, this was one of these things that, like, as I mentioned, like, you go 
to the theater, you're fucking excited for it. You're going to be, no matter if it's going to be a shitty trailer or very exciting trailer because it hasn't shot. Right, right. Hobbs, is that what it is? Calvin and Hobbs? Uh, Fast and Furious presents Calvin and Hobbs at <laughs> Gene Shaw. Oh, is that a person? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, Sebastian Shaw? Sebastian Shaw, very good. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool, got it. Um, but, you know, like, uh, I talk about Star is Born a lot, I guess, at this point. Yes, you, you might not know the names of the <laughs> award-winning songs, but you do talk about that movie. So, like, uh, Star is Born was the first trailer when it came out last year, uh, right. early in the year, and I was like, this movie looks terrible. Yeah, yes, you have told me that, yeah. I want to see it. And, you know, because my expectations for the movie were going to be super fucking low, right. and every time this, this fucking trailer came out, like my, you know, my excitement for the movie came like went up a little bit more, and I just got more excited. Right. And then, you know, um, we went to go see it. Fucking cried, right? And enjoyed it. Like thoroughly, it's a really good movie. Um, I still have to see it. I have to. <laughs> I, Oscars. I have got to see it. Yeah, I only I only got two weeks. I yeah, see yeah, you do. Yeah, two and a half weeks. I got to see this movie. Um. So. You know, that's the thing. Like, sometimes, again, as I mentioned, like, they don't sell you that well, but sometimes they kind of help you to be, like, to push you right. into it. So, like, again, with Golem, like, I, or the Golem, I wish I had that little push telling me, like, hey, it's going to be all right. You kind of sound like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> 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 he sounds something like that, huh? No, he doesn't. No. No, he doesn't. So you could you could tell who the non Lord of the Rings <laughs> fan is. <laughs> just, <laughs> but, but you know, like these things, like, and I just watched the. I haven't watched the Reign of Superman, but they right. did a feature it for the new movie that's going to be coming out towards the middle of the year. Uh, it already uh, came, the animated one. No, the there's a new Justice League movie com- or animated movie coming right. out. It's Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Oh yes, 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 yes. I've so, seen the uh, artwork for it. So I saw the trailer for it, the little vignette for it, and that right. shit looks amazing. And really? Right. Yeah, it's like first one of the first animated DC films that I'm actually excited for. Right. In a long time. And Since the killing joke? <laughs> we'll talk about... One day we will talk about... Terrible movies. <laughs> so just... We'll, the, we'll, we'll get to that one. Yeah, because one day. Yeah. yeah, the high expectations, but... Anyway. Yeah. So this is a thing that I'm actually really excited for because... It kind of helped me out, show because it's a first of all it's a produced by Bruce Tim. It has the original voice cast of like Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman. So the Killing Joke had a lot of this stuff going. Yeah, on. yeah, it did too. But I mean, okay, if, no, you, I, if, you, I, if you watch like uh, the true, uh, sorry, the the cartoons, it's, right. th- those are, are the original voices, you know? right? Right. So right. and you know, then you're bringing in new characters into the whole mix. Plus, you're using the the. I forgot the names of the kids. Uh, whatever. Now we're just going to go through. But, you know, these are things. And, again, like, uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies was right. not a movie that I was excited for because it just didn't That you work. didn't see the trailer for that. I think I did see the trailer for that. the trailer it, is good. It just it, it didn't really play. Maybe I didn't like the show or don't like the show. Right. Like no, I, I, don't, I don't like the show either. So the trailer, so the trailer was kind of, like, tainted because of that. Gotcha. And then gotcha. You're, you're... going into seeing the movie, which is funny for a guy that doesn't fucking like Teen Titans Go. Right. I thoroughly thought it was a really good movie. 
and I keep forgetting about it, but it's actually one of the better superhero films of the year. Just like it doesn't get talked about because Spider Verse, Spider Verse, Spider Verse came out, and you know I'm going to spoil it right now, but it actually has a really good Marvel joke in it. And Teen Titans Go, Teen Titans Go, yeah. And um, again, these are not things that you're gonna expect because the trailer might not show you the the trailer has that really funny aquaman joke in it yeah it actually has a lot of like it makes a lot fun of it's deadpool right it's deadpool funny right without the cursing oh okay so it's like it's like it's aware of so it. it's once upon a deadpool yeah <laughs> yeah and even then without fred savage and tone it down like right right a couple of notches a peach it, it's, it's a kid show yeah and even then, like it gets away with a lot of like butt jokes. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a those were not in the trailer. So yeah, so the tra- So how does this this, this downside of trailers? How does this work with Titans Go? Again, I guess with this one it was a, it's going to be another terrible DC movie, right? And you're basing it off a show. If you had seen the trailer, yeah, you might have, but you watched it anyway. I did, and I think it was a thing that I, I didn't have anything else to do on a weekend. Oh, so it was just kind of so you might have totally missed out on this. Yeah, you if I didn't, have, if I didn't go see it, actually, a lot. I'm pretty sure a lot of people missed out on it because I, I, yeah, I wanted to see it. And I never got around. I just forgot about it. I'm telling you, this is a movie that people did forget about. Right. It, it came out right at the like end of summer, so it's not a. Yeah, it, I think it was like the start of the dump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, nobody's going to be paying attention to this right. anymore. I think we did the same thing with like Atomic Blonde. Oh, that one was, that was, it actually did very well, but it came out like the week after Dunkirk. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, and again, those are like another trailer that were like, it didn't really do much. Atomic Blonde? Yeah. And I really? think the only, the only thing that I think that kept me going was that, oh, it's people. John Wick are connected to this. Right. Cool and music, too. The music was amazing. Right. Actually, the trailer for that, I really liked. Yeah, it was really, it was really, really cool. I still can't find that song, but whatever. But yeah, there's downsides, and expectations sometimes are not the... Expectations are what kind of help you go to the movies. Like, right. go see this movie. And if you don't have, like, a little bit of a taste... It hurts. It doesn't. Pre- I agree with you. I think that movies, part of the movie going experience, for me at least, is seeing the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's going to sound so pretentious and stupid, but <laughs> <laughs> the whole, the entire movie going experience for me is it includes the previews and the, the trailer yeah. ahead of time leading up to getting there in the theater, seeing the what the the Marvel Studios ten, the LucasArts. Yeah. The, it, it's that to, if they make crazy changes mm-hmm. to the the Universal or whatever yeah. like that. All that is part of the movie going experience. Up until the very end, uh, even if there's no mid or after credit yeah. scene. It's 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 the whole thing for me. So I completely understand um where you're coming from about not watching trailers. I understand. I definitely understand the downside of not yeah. watching trailers. But um, I think the movie-going experience does include everything. everything but, yeah, yeah um, you uh, not seeing trailers, though, I completely understand that, too, because that could take away from watching movies. Yeah, and I think there's been very few times that I'm like, oh, man, I wish I saw a trailer so I could know what this was going to be. Yeah, I'm um, sure. Mother. 
Yeah, you know, I that's never a, saw a trailer for it. Me neither. That's a movie I never saw a trailer for, and that movie I I, I thought it was the second best movie of uh, the year before I saw the Phantom Thread. Yeah, yeah, that, I thought that was the best movie of the year. Um, two two very depressing movies, <laughs> which leads into <laughs> yeah. some great news that I have. So, um, on AIPT, um, recently we changed our layout. People might have seen, but we actually have a new. Comic book editor, and he's also our feature editor. Uh, Chris Copeland has been on our team, but he's moving up in the world. He's doing some features. Um, he recently did an article on the importance or just the idea of there being a black Batman, and he also has a cool column called "Digging Through the Dumps," where he examines comics that you may have forgotten about for good reason. So he's kind of examining them because who the hell else is gonna do it? <laughs> Um, other than that, you are looking at me because you have something to say. You have that look in your eye. Yeah, I yeah. Can tell. So, you're not giving the website, but you could go to Adventures in Poor Taste, where you could find all the, the reviews, features, our podcasts. You could even leave comments on those reviews, and you'll get featured on our comments. On adventuresofportaste.com. Yeah, adventureport. Leave comments. Leave comments. For we'll, us. For us so we can That we them. will respond to. Yes. Yes. Oh, Pat will. Or Nate will. I somebody will. will. <laughs> yeah, somebody will. I don't have access to that power. Because um, I'm not that important. Apparently. <laughs> uh, but you can also follow uh, us, Adventure in Movies, at AIPT Movies. Or you could follow us individually. You could find uh, Nathaniel on Instagram at Nathan Portaste. And you could find me on Twitter and Instagram at default underscore underscore. Is that what it is? It is underscore. Oh, okay. And the, see, I've had this for fucking forever and I can't remember. Uh, at default underscore player. And uh, don't forget that next week we're going to be doing our Valentine's special. So we're going to be talking about nothing but rom-coms. And I have a very special story for you. Uh, which Ooh, you're uh, my Valentine's gift? Yeah. We also, for... Uh, love will be in the air for Valentine's Day, and we will see Happy Death Day to you. So that yes. will be part of our discussion because yes. that is that looks like a great date movie, <laughs> <laughs> and we will be going on a date to see yes. that movie. Yes, that's very true. We're gonna have a Valentine's, uh, and we're men doing a Valentine's thing. It should be a boy in times. No, I still like it's Valentine's. Oh, oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess we get into the show on that. No, uh, what you can do also <laughs> while you're at the website, <laughs> you should go and check out these other reviews, uh, on how to train your dragon. There's a review on that, review on that already. And there's a different take on Serenity. We just talked about earlier on that, but right. not that Serenity. <laughs> and, uh, you could also, there is a new trailer I haven't seen yet, and I won't probably see it until it's out in theaters, which is the Pet Cemetery trailer. And again, uh, if you like what you hear, give us a review. Uh, you could find us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a review there. Uh, give us a star rating. Subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Your girlfriend, boyfriend, family, family members, friends, foes, um, yeah. Families. During Valentine's, your Valentine's date, talk about us. Talk about two dudes that you listen to. It's on their probably way. better than anything that's going on in your normal relationship. So also, you could yeah. talk about. Danny and mine's relationship. Yeah, and how much we love each other. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> uh, you guys have a good weekend, and we're off.